to the Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. Yo, what's going on? Welcome back to the show. Oh man, we are heading into week eight. The season is just blowing by us like it's nothing, man. We've been itching for football all off season, and now that we're here, it's already week eight. Uh, I, it's like I don't want you to go, but it's go. The season is progressing, and you know it's great to have football. It's fantasy season has been crazy. Um, as far as my fantasy teams, man, I'm doing pretty well. Most of my teams are. I would say at least in the hunt. I have a couple that I really want to turn around and get them back on the winning side. I got a two and five team and a three and four team that are really taking my attention. I've been losing close games, man. Like I don't, I don't, I I had David Montgomery playing on Monday night football against the Rams. And you know, the, the Chicago bears was getting really balled up by the Rams defense. And I'm like, okay, maybe, Nick Foles is going to march down the field. He's going to have to dink and dunk, um, you know, because the long ball wasn't there. And I'm like, all right, I'm down three points, PPR. Um, and my opponent has Allen Robinson. They should have Jalen Ramsey on Allen Robinson in the last couple plays of the game. Cool. I'm not worried about it. This dude, Nick Foles, decides he wants to, I'm going to go for it. And he throws the ball on first down deep. I'm like, what are you doing? You was dinking and dunking the whole time, you know, till they, I think they got to about maybe the 30, 30 yard line. Then he decides he wants to chuck it deep. I'm like, what, what the, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't do that. Just pass the ball to David Montgomery three more times. Maybe he gets 10 yards, but it's PPR three passes plus maybe 10 yards. That's four points. I would have won, but no. He throws it deep, then he throws another a long a long ball to uh um down the sideline that was out. He overthrew Mooney. And I'm like, ugh, I'm just sitting there looking at it. Like, why would you do that? Now you want to throw the ball deep? You haven't thrown the ball deep with accuracy all game. Now all of a sudden you want to hit the. Hit. It was like one of those moments where you just scratching your head, like, yo, what are you thinking, man? Help a brother out. I need this W. <laughs> But I ended up losing. That was my top tier league, man. Uh, things are just not going right for me in my top tier league. Like no matter what, I set my lineups. It, I'm just getting smacked. Like it, it is what it is. My other leagues, though, like CBS, I'm actually doing pretty well. It's more on the. I'm, I probably will be at 500 this next uh, after week eight. But uh, man, Cam Newton. Negative two points, bro. How do you do that? He threw three picks. Three picks. And I had the Kansas City uh, Chiefs defense. They was balling. Every time I looked up, they was was grabbing points. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. The Chiefs defense was rocking. And then Cam going to throw up two negative two points. I'm sitting there looking at the score like, okay, this should be all right. And then we ended up tying the game and then the negative two kicked in. So I lost by two. Come on, man. You couldn't you couldn't run. <laughs> I mean, he did run for yards, but because he threw three interceptions, uh, I think in my in my CBS league, uh, interceptions are minus two. So he had positive yards and he still cost me the game. 
I'm like, Jesus Christ, Cam. Like, what was you doing? I know San Fran is tough, but Jesus Christ. Like, it was it was ridiculous. But I'm not going to ramble on too much longer. You know what it is. It's a Thursday episode, so you know we got to get down to the Thursday night preview. And we're going to do our starts of the week for this episode. So, before we get into the episode, you know what you got to do. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Fantasy's Finest. Make sure you follow the host, me, William, at Hype underscore Finest. Follow my guys, Jalen and Mark. I know they haven't been here in a while, but like I said before, man, scheduling just doesn't seem to be working our way lately. Uh, my guy, Mark, is doing his uh, streaming thing. Um, he's got a contract with them, so I don't even pick with him as far as, you know, whenever he can get on, he can get on. And, uh, you know, I'm always appreciative of that. Jalen is a family man, so I can get him when I can get him. But you can definitely follow him on Twitter at Ace underscore ECA4. This dude has me rolling half the time, man. I know recently we've been talking about um, the Cowboys, and I'll get into that before we jump into the news real quick. I'm not going to get into that in depth. But, you know, everybody's speculating about, you know, even myself. It's like, okay, what pick? Are the Cowboys going to get down? Because that's where we are. You cannot expect. <laughs> you can't expect them. Like, what are you expecting from the Cowboys right now if you're a Cowboys fan? Like, you have to be uber upset right now because the defense has done nothing to provide you with any kind of comfort. Like, they could turn it around. Maybe they'll shut a team down. No, they haven't shown any kind of gumption that they can do that. The defense has given up, what, 36 points now per game? They just got slapped by the Washington no-names. The Washington no-names, really? Really them? Antonio Gibson hasn't cracked 100 yards all season, and then all of a sudden, boom, he plays the Cowboys and he has a career game. Oh, come on, man. Like, And then we got the Eagles next. And, like, I've been on Twitter. So you can, you can say, oh, well, you know, they they played it. They played the Eagles. You know, you're not gonna talk trash about this game. Um, have you been watching a different game? Have you been not watching the Cowboys play the last couple of weeks and getting mowed down? Did you not see what Kyler Murray just did to them two weeks ago? Kenyon Drake, he's he's been trash in fantasy so far. He had a he had an epic game against the Cowboys. Boston Scott's about to look like Todd Gurley from 2018 before the knee injury. Like that's. That's how bad the Cowboys' defense is. So I, I, I can't take when people on Twitter try and tell me, oh, well, you, you, how you not rocking with your team, man? You sounds like you folded. No, I'm not. I'm going to watch the game. I'm going to watch that train wreck. <laughs> Believe you me. I'm not going to. I've never missed a Cowboys game unless I was not home. And then I got, I think, um, one time I went to a wedding or something, uh, some kind of family function. And the Cowboys was playing the Redskins a few years back. I was watching the game on my phone. My wife knew what was up. You don't doubt me. You can call her if you know me. But I was watching the game. I was getting the scores on my phone. Even my um my aunt was asking me what the score was <laughs> at that game. But, yo, I'm not going to not watch the game. But at the same time, yo, what am I expecting? The Cowboys are about to get smacked by the Eagles. I've said it on Twitter. It's on It's on wax. If they win somehow, best believe I'm going to be shocked right with every other Eagles fan who thought this was going to be a W because I'm not counting it as a W now. The defense is bad. The offensive line is bad and banged up. We got our third string quarterback playing this week. 
come on, man. Zeke hasn't been able to run the ball. It's just so many deficiencies on our team right now. There's no way that we can win this game. So with that being said, you can say, oh, you folding. No, I'm not folding. I'm actually when I'm always accused of being a delusional Cowboys fan. And then the one time one to to other people, the one time that I'm being real. Now I'm folded like you can't have it both ways, my guy. You can't. But this is the kind of stuff I go through on Twitter. It's just it is what it is. That's why I get on there for the antics. But let's get into the episode. I didn't give <laughs> I can't leave Mark out. Make sure you follow Mark, too, on Twitter at uh, McNucks, M-C-K-N-U-X. And um, let's get on with the show, man. It's news time. News and notes from around the NFL. All right, first up, I think we this is some old news um, because we, you know, as far as we got into the week, this is news that's probably already been talked about. Um, Odell Beckham is done for the season after he tore his ACL during the Bengals game. Um, you know, that kind of sucks, but now the speculation is whether or not he's going to be a Brown next season. Um, they could look to trade him and get out from under his contract. Um, it kind of sucks. I still think Odell Beckham is talented, but he's not getting any. He needs a quarterback. He needs a good quarterback, and Baker's not it. So hopefully he'll be able to land somewhere um, that needs a wide receiver and has a quarterback to match him. I think that's what he needs right now. Antonio Brown signed a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's eligible to play week nine after he finishes his eight-game suspension from the league for his off-the-field stuff. Um, Bruce Arians, in a recent interview, said that Brown will be ready for week nine. Now, I've, I've spoken about Antonio Brown um, not a lot on this uh, podcast, but pretty much, you know, I'm glad that he's back. I think he's too talented a wide receiver to be on the streets, but he just has to keep his head he has to keep his head on straight pretty much Antonio Brown is going to I think he's going to be a real problem for defenses because now the Bucks are literally armed to the teeth how do you stop Mike Evans Chris Godwin we've seen some flashes from Scotty Miller when he's out there now you have Antonio Brown to deal with Rob Gronkowski seems to be on the same page with Tom Brady now he's been balling the last couple of weeks Ronald Jones has been good so far. Leonard Fournette is coming along. He's healthy now. It's like, what do you do? This is going to be interesting football to watch uh, the rest of the season. I can say that for sure. And speaking of Chris Godwin, he's out for week eight. He's uh, He has a fractured finger. He will not play against the New York Giants. Christian McCaffrey um, is not. He has been ruled out for week eight. Um, there was some speculation earlier on in the week if he could play. Um, head coach Matt Rule said he was hopeful that CMC could play this Thursday, but they're not going to rush him back. They're going to make sure that he's 100%. Mike Davis will get the carries this week um, as they play the Falcons for Thursday Night Football, which is going to be in our preview. So I'll break that down a little bit more later. My guy, Des Bryant, is back in the NFL, baby. He signed on the Ravens practice squad this week. It's a one-year deal. Congrats to my guy, Des Bryant. The work has paid off. He's back in the NFL. Now they're going to take a couple weeks to probably see if he can get back onto the starting unit. 
which doesn't seem to be like an impossibility because when you look at the Ravens offense, you know, it's Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, and my grandma. Like, there's no other wide receiver there. So maybe there's a chance that Des Bryant can get on the field. And, unfortunately, he plays the Cowboys in December. Um, I don't have the week in front of me, but... Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna play. <laughs> he's gonna play. He's gonna throw the X up on my Cowboys. But rightfully so. I shouldn't have got rid of him. I don't think they shouldn't have got rid of him. But we can get into that later. Um these here are a bunch of injuries to running backs that have happened last week, which will have fantasy implications going forward. Kenyon Drake, Jeff Wilson, and Chris Carson all suffered injuries last week. Uh, Kenyon Drake is expected to miss a few weeks per uh, Kingsbury. I think he'll be placed on IR. Jeff Wilson has also been placed on IR with a ankle injury. Uh, and Chris Carson has suffered a foot sprain. He's been deemed a game time decision for this week. I, I would say that he doesn't play this week. Um, and you're looking at either. Carlos Hyde, who also came away with an injury. He has hamstring tightness that he's dealing with. It's a matter of whether he can go. If neither him and um, Travis Homer had an injury too, uh, knee contusion. So Homer's hurt. Hyde is dealing with hamstring tightness. And Carlos Hyde, um, not Carlos Hyde, Chris Carson is dealing with a foot sprain. So if none of those guys can go, you're looking at DJ Dallas against the San Francisco 49ers this week. Um, if anything, he should see a lot of volume, so maybe he's a play, but unfortunately you're going to have to wait until, uh, maybe this weekend to find out what's going on with the uh, rest of the running backs. And that's about it for our news. We kind of blew through that. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. That's pretty much it. All right. Now let's get into our Thursday night preview. The Falcons versus the Panthers. And now for our feature presentation. Alrighty now. And if you're not familiar with this and you're just coming into our show, normally what I do is I break down each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. And I show who has the edge. And maybe, if based on this information, you might want to start a couple of these guys. But we have the Falcons versus the Panthers this week on Thursday Night Football. And we're going to start with the quarterback position per usual. Matt Ryan is going to square off against Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Matt Ryan's been playing pretty solid football so far this season. He's uh, the quarterback 13 on the season. He's actually been doing pretty decent. His last game was not great, though, um, against the Lions. I, it's weird that, you know, that's a game where he should have been able to take over. And for whatever reason, they just couldn't get it going. Um, and then they ended up losing. Oh, that was a hurt piece. Todd Gurley couldn't fall outside of the end, outside of the end zone he falls right on the he right on the white of the beginning of the uh end zone and they counted as a touchdown it was like oh he was trying to stop he was really trying to stop though i don't know I, I, you can never say what you could do in that kind of position but it just hurt because then matt stafford just ran down the other side of the field they ended up scoring a touchdown i believe uh Hawkinson caught it and then that was all she wrote it was like, oh, again. Like, that's been the thing. <laughs> that's been the thing for the Falcons, man. They just can't keep a lead to save their life. But 
in terms of quarterback play, Matt Ryan's been to him, has been doing pretty good. He leads the league in um, passing yards. He's got over 2,000 yards uh, passing first in NFL. He's also second in NFL in passing attempts, which is why Matt Ryan is so appealing, even though um, in bad game scripts where he has to pass a lot, um, you know though that the volume from that quarterback position is going to be there. Um, the Panthers are actually pretty tough against opposing quarterbacks so far this season. They've given up the fifth fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks at about 15.4 fantasy points per game. So this isn't a great matchup for Matt Ryan, but he has Julio. He didn't have Julio in um, in their first meeting uh, against the Panthers. He's got Julio now. Um, I think that having a, a wide receiver like him changes things. Um, so may, even in a bad game score where they have, they won't be able to run the ball um, against the Panthers. Let's say they lose the lead, you're still gonna get, um, you're gonna get a lot of volume from Matt Ryan. I believe he's averaging about 41 pass attempts uh, per game. So that's that's a plus when it comes to starting a guy like Matt Ryan. Um, the Panthers are also giving up just eight touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks this season. So the the Panthers have surprisingly been good against um, quarterbacks so far this year. Now, on the other side, you got Teddy Bridgewater. He's another guy who's having a solid uh, season so far. He ranks inside the top 20 at QB 18 on the season. He's actually fifth in passing yards with um, just over 1,900 yards, and he's averaging 8.2 yards per attempt. When you were thinking about Teddy Bridgewater, I'm pretty sure you weren't thinking about him just chucking the ball over the place. But for him to be able to rank in the top five in passing yards is actually pretty good. Um, His deep ball has surprisingly been very well. He has uh, Robbie Anderson, who's been taking a lot of targets. We're going to talk about him a little later. But just the progression of what Teddy Bridgewater has been able to do um, from his time in Minnesota to his stint in New Orleans, and now he's starting with the Carolina Panthers, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You've seen the progression that Teddy Bridgewater has been able to make, and um, it's solid. And I'm actually happy for him because when you saw that knee injury a few years ago, you kind of thought his uh, season was over, his his career was over, but he's been able to come back from that, and that's a great that's a great story right there. Now we're gonna talk about the Falcons' defense. They've been giving up the most uh, fantasy points to quarterbacks at twenty seven point six per game. Jeez, and they're giving up the most touchdowns. They've given up nineteen touchdowns so far to opposing quarterbacks over the last seven weeks. So. Whether you like Teddy Bridgewater or not, you might want to start him this week because the Falcons are behind against quarterbacks so far this season. Now let's head over to the running back position. Todd Gurley. Now, when you watch Todd Gurley, he doesn't look like the same running back, does he? Like, I haven't seen him run to the outside too much. I might have to go back and rewatch some games, but... You know, he just doesn't look like the old Todd Gurley. But even that hasn't been able to slow him down. He's still a top 10 running back so far this season in PPR formats. He comes in at the running back eight. He's always doing his thing. He's averaging four yards per carry. He's actually tied with Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook in touchdowns so far at seven. Between the, All three of those guys have three uh, seven touchdowns on the season so far. So Todd Gurley's been able to hang with them. Um, the Panthers are allowing 4.9 yards per carry to uh, 
opposing running backs so far this season. Um, they've also given up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs, almost 24 a game. Todd Gurley is a, I want to say he's a lock this week. You playing up against one of the worst rush defenses in the league. Todd Gurley should get a lot of carries. Um, and now that you have Julio Jones back in this game, um, the attention on the defense is going to be pandered to uh, Julio or trying to slow him down. So maybe Todd Gurley gets off um, on the ground, even if he's able to score. Maybe he gets some more yards as opposed to, um, you know, that goes along with his uh, workload. Mike Davis for the Panthers, he's going to get another start. Um, like I said before in our news segment, Christian McCaffrey has been ruled out for week eight. They're not going to rush him back. And actually, they don't really need to. And now I know that sounds weird, but, you know, we know how Christian McCaffrey gets down. He's the guy. But with him, you know, working back from that ankle injury, Mike Davis has actually been doing a pretty solid job. Uh, Mike Davis is the running back nine since he's come in for Christian McCaffrey on the season in PPR formats. That's excellent, which makes me kick myself because I wasn't able to get him um, in a few of my leagues that I targeted him for off waivers. That just goes to, you know, you don't have higher waiver priority. You're not going to get the guy that you want. So that's why messing around with waivers is a gift and a curse, you know, because sooner or later there's going to be an injury and then there's going to be a backup who's going to, get the, uh, the majority of the work and then perform and you can't get them. That sucks, but you can't get everybody off waivers either. So, you know, you just got to work with what you got, but Mike Davis has been doing his thing so far. Um, it's probably going to be likely that Christian McCaffrey comes back in the next, uh, two weeks. I think week 10, I believe the Panthers have a week nine bye. but until then Mike Davis is the man and he's going to have, he's going to get the work. Now, the Falcons, um, the Falcons are actually okay against um, running back so far this season. But the note is that the Falcons have been giving up uh, three hundred fifty. They've given up three hundred fifty yards receiving to opposing running backs. That's the sixth most among defenses so far. That's where you're going to make your money with Mike Davis. He's going to get the rushing attempts but he's even more dangerous as a pass-catching uh, running back. And against the Falcons' defense, that's right where you want him. That's where you want him to do the most damage, especially with him um, in PPR formats. They've also given up the most receiving touchdowns to running backs so far this season, and they're averaging about 17.4 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Mike Davis is, if you have him, I'm locking him into my lineup. I'm not worried about him um, too much. Um, like I said, the volume's there. They're weak against pass catching running backs. I'm taking a shot on Mike Davis if I got him, and I don't. You know, that sucks. But if you got him, start him. I would feel comfortable starting um, Mike Davis this week. Now let's go to the wide receivers. Now, remember in the outset that I mentioned that the volume for the Atlanta wide receivers is there. Um, like I said, uh, Matt Ryan is averaging about 41 passes a game. So even in a bad script, like uh, they're not able to run the ball, there's still a lot of passing work to go around to the wide receivers. Julio's back. Calvin really has been doing his thing. And you have Russell Gage. Um, he's the one I want to focus on a little bit um, for this game because, you know, Julio and Calvin are going to get the targets. If you have Gage, if you're in a deeper format, um, I think you can start Gage this week. Um, he's been getting 
uh, consistent work about what six six targets a game maybe seven but when you have defenses that are pretty good against um wide receivers and julio is a big fish that you have to account for uh, no matter where you are in the, where you are in the game um gauge could be a guy who sees a little bit more work because of that um uh if you are if you are playing in leagues that are three wide receivers deep and you don't have you know a number one chewing that you know you drafted or you know because of injuries another like Fulgham if you don't have a guy like that I would feel comfortable starting Gage just just know that you shouldn't expect too much and the reason why I say that is because once again the Panthers are actually pretty decent against uh, wide receivers so far this season they've given up the few the fourth fewest yards uh, to a receivers over the last seven weeks so you're playing against um what is it a, a game of attrition where you're going to get volume, but you're playing against a good defense too, against wide receivers. So it's like it's going to be some kind of give or take. We don't know which way that's going to go. So there is some risk to playing Gage. Um, like I said, if I have him and I don't have anyone better, I would I would take I would roll the dice and uh, throw him in there. If not, look for a better option. But the Panthers are giving up 16.6 fantasy points per game third fewest so that's just something to account for um in this game now we're gonna go to robbie anderson and dj moore these guys are must starts this week because the falcons have been that bad against wide receivers so far this season they've been giving up the fifth excuse me i can't speak today i don't know what's going on the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers at 29.6 fantasy points per game now you're going to have Anderson and uh, DJ Moore in your lineup. DJ Moore has been cooking the last couple weeks. He actually leads the team in touchdowns. Um, Robbie Anderson has been balling as well, as well. He's leading the team, the Panthers, in targets so far of 59. Moore has been creeping up on him as of late. He has 53 targets on the season. They're going to see a lot of work, and the Falcons are very, very bad against wide receivers. Fifth most fantasy points to receivers so far. Everybody going to eat for the Panthers. I mean, the way DJ Moore has been playing the last couple weeks and with the volume that Robbie Anderson is getting, you got to start both of those guys. Start them. Don't look back. Now let's move on to the tight end position. Now this one's going to be quick because, well, you know what? Let's just get out the way. Do not start Ian Thomas. If you've been thinking about it, don't. I don't know why you've been thinking about it because he's been garbage this whole season. 12 targets on the season, not 12 targets a game, not he's averaging 12 targets. He has 12 whole targets. Teddy Bridgewater is not even looking his dude's way. Do not start Ian Thomas. I don't want to see any questions about Ian Thomas. Don't send me no pictures, no questions, none of that. Don't email me about Ian Thomas. Please don't. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. If you're looking for Ian Thomas to be in your starting lineup, you have bigger problems than your fantasy lineup. Some, you might need to be checked. <laughs> Something wrong with you. Something is wrong with you. But we got that out the way. Hayden Hurst. Um, I feel like he's a good he's a good play. He's been up and down this whole season, though. So you don't know what Hayden Hurst you're going to get. The last couple of weeks, he's been okay. 
Um, he not okay. He's been um, I say decent. He's been decent so far. He's been able to crack uh ten fantasy points per game the last two weeks in PPR formats. He's averaging about six targets a game. Um, he's has been involved um against he was involved against the Lions and Vikings and on um the previous statement where he's been able to crack over ten fantasy points um in those last two games. Um, he could be another option where Matt Ryan may have to pivot away from Julio Jones because of how the defense is playing him. If that's the case, those targets will be rolling downhill, Ridley, Gage, and maybe Hurst. So that's uh, something else to consider when you're looking at tight ends. The Falcons, excuse me, not the Falcons, the Panthers are giving up just 6.2 fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. So that's something you should have in your in the back of your mind as well. Um, like I said, if you don't have a better matchup, you know I'm always going to pivot to the better matchup. But if you don't have a better matchup, you could do worse than starting Hayden Hurst in your lineup. You could be starting Ian Thomas or Tyler Eifert, but he's on the bye this week. But Tyler Eifert sucked too. Oh, don't don't start either of them dudes. Don't don't do it. Don't do it yourself. All right, we've wrapped up the preview. Um. I think in this game, I'm going to give this game to the Panthers. The Panthers are going to win this game. Um, we've just been seeing a lot of the Falcons just give up games at the end of uh, at the end. Um, they haven't been able to hold on to leads um, since the Super Bowl. <laughs> Dang man, to have that kind of stigma follow you around after that Super Bowl loss, that's rough. But they haven't been able to hold on to leads. Um, they've been able to put up numbers, but unfortunately, they just can't hold on to the league. So I'm going to say that the Panthers are going to win. The Panthers uh, have the edge as far as um, matchup from wide receivers. I think wide receiver to opposing defense. The Falcons just give up too many points. Um, if the Panthers start rolling, I think it's a wrap. So this could potentially turn into a shootout, but, you know, I don't think the Falcons have the defense that they can lock. They can get enough. They can get enough stops to keep the Panthers from winning the game. So the edge goes to the Panthers this week. Now that we got our preview out of the way, let's get into week eight starts of the week. The finest starts of the week. Start it up. Start it up. Start it up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, so I'm going to get this one out of the way. I've already talked about it on Twitter. If you've been following me on Twitter at hype underscore finest, that's P H I N E S T. Yeah, finest with a PH, not an F. Like the show. But I'm going to get this out of the way. Because if I don't, dudes are going to say I'm a hater, which I am. But Carson Wentz versus the Cowboys. Come on. You guys knew it was coming. You had to. It's a no-brainer, actually, because the Cowboys defense has been horrible. (laughs) They've been giving up the 10th most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks so far this season. Carson Wentz has actually improved fantasy-wise the last few weeks, even in tough matchups. Um, he's been able to finish inside the top 15 over the last two weeks. He's played against the Steelers and Ravens in those in those weeks, and he finished as the QB 14 against the Steelers on that week, 
and then he finished against the Ravens as the QB3. So if he's been able to finish inside the top 15 against better defenses in the Steelers, the Steelers and the Ravens have two of the best defenses in the league right now. And he's playing against the Cowboys. What do you think is about to happen right now? <laughs> Cowboys going to get smacked. Like, there's just, there's no way around it. And I know my Cowboys, uh, the people that listen that are Cowboys fans, y'all like, Will, what are you doing? Bro, it's the truth, man. It's There's no getting around it. There's no avoiding this. The Cowboys about to catch hands. I mean, we got our third string quarterback going in. Come on. Let's be real here. I'm always optimistic of my boys, but we have all been watching the same thing over the last few weeks. There's no getting around it. So if you have Carson Wentz, make sure you plug him into your lineup. He should have a really good game this week. Um, Like I said, the Dallas Cowboys can't stop, you know, water from, I can't even think of an analogy right now, but Carson Wentz should be a start this week. Um, And don't look back. My second start is Derek Carr versus the Browns. Um, he's facing off against the Browns that gave up 400 yards and three touchdowns, over 400 yards and three touchdowns to Joe Burrow in week seven. And he was able to finish, Joe Burrow that is, as the top five QB for week seven. Derek Carr should be able to have a pretty decent game against the Browns. They've given up the third most touchdowns so far this season. And they've given up, uh, they're giving up about 21.3 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Now... Let's go to the running back position. This one I'm actually hoping for. I want, um, I need Jonathan Taylor to go off this week. Jonathan Taylor and the Colts play against the Lions. Um, the Lions are giving up about 98 yards per game. Um, of course, Taylor has the volume. I want to see him continue to be more involved in the passing game. I think he had like five targets. He caught all five targets um, before the bye. Pretty solid. I think he had a... 52 yards receiving get Taylor more involved in the offense, get him more involved in the passing game and he could have a breakout game against the lions. The lions are giving up the third most fantasy points to opposing running backs. So with the volume combined with a weak defense and the lions look for Taylor to be able to do some numbers this week. Now this one, this one might be, this might be my hot take of the week. Le'Veon Bell versus the jets. Now, I know Le'Veon Bell just got to the Chiefs, but this man's petty, and I like it. He's going to want to get into this game and do some real damage to the Jets. After they released him, Adam Gase and him had all these issues. You don't think Le'Veon Bell wants a piece of this game? He went, now, come on. He could have went anywhere. He could have went anywhere. But he decided to go to the Chiefs. And, yeah, I know the Chiefs are a very good offense. They're a very good team. They have Patrick Mahomes, yada, yada, yada. But there were a couple other teams that were going to play the Jets um, this year. And he went to he went with the Chiefs. He wanted them right away. Right away. He was like, I want the smoke as soon as possible. He was like, I want the smoke as soon as possible. He's going to score a touchdown. He's going to look right at Adam Gates like, yo, what's good? <laughs> and I can't wait to see it. I'm definitely going to be watching for that. But I'm liking Le'Veon Bell this week. The Jets suck against, well, they suck against everybody. But they're giving up the seven most yards to opposing running backs so far, and they've given up the eighth most fantasy points to opposing running backs at 21.6. Start Le'Veon. I'm going to say start Le'Veon Bell. Um, 
I'm actually have him in one team, and I'm gonna look at my matchups because I think I have Todd Gurley in this team, and I scooped up Le'Veon Bell. So I'm not gonna start Le'Veon Bell over Todd Gurley. Um, that matchup is just too good against the Panthers. But if I didn't have Todd Gurley, I would definitely start Le'Veon Bell this week. Like I think he's gonna do. They're gonna split work. Um, we got we caught a glimpse of that last week when he first got there. He got a little bit of of work with the offense. Um, who did they play? I forgot who they played, but he got in there and he was averaging over six yards a carry, which is kind of funny because you know when he was with the the Jets, he his he was averaging like three point seven or three point nine yards, uh, three point nine yards per carry. And he goes over to the Jet uh, Chiefs, and now he's average. He's got six yards a carry in his first game. He only had like six six carries. Man, I, if if Le'Veon Bell has a great game against the Jets, Adam Gay should be fired on the spot. Like before halftime, if the Chiefs are up by double digits, and it's because of Le'Veon Bell, he's got like six touch. I mean, not six touchdowns. If he got like two touchdowns, yo. I'm on the phone with Adam Gase, and I'm like, yo, bro, just hand your pad over to the offensive coordinator and let him rock the rest of the season. <laughs> you got to, man. He Adam Gase is trash. But I'm looking for Le'Veon Bell to have a good game against the Jets. Um, I definitely have him as a start this week. Wide receivers, Travis Fulgham versus the Cowboys. Well, another Eagle, William? Um, Have you not seen the Cowboys' defense so far this season? The Cowboys are giving up. 30 points, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> they're giving up 30 points per game to opposing wide receivers. That's fourth most in the league. Yeah, I'm going to start Travis Fogum this week against the Cowboys. Uh, Fogum has been seeing a lot of targets over the last three weeks, and like I said, they played the Steelers and the Ravens, both bad matchups on paper, but he's he's seen over 30, he's seen 34 targets in that span over the last three weeks. Even against the Giants, he had like 11 targets. So, yeah, start Fulgham. The uh, Cowboys have given up 12 touchdowns to opposing wide receivers, first in tied for first in the league. So yeah, there's two other two there's two other teams that suck just as bad as the Cowboys when it comes to defending wide receivers. And then I'm gonna go back to the Raiders and I'm gonna pick Nelson Aguilar um, versus the Browns. Yeah, I actually typed that in. Nelson Aguilar versus the Browns. Um, over the last couple of weeks. Him, uh, Aguilar and Carr have been showing some good chemistry. Ruggs has really been relegated to being just a bona fide deep threat so far. Um, they're probably not going to give the rookie too much um, to deal with right now. Um, but he's basically just a deep threat. Um, and Aggie went off for 109 yards and a touchdown in week seven. The Browns are giving up 32.4 fantasy points per game. Third most in the NFL. So it looks like a good matchup on paper. Hopefully they continue to get uh, Nelson Aguilar involved and, you know, they keep rolling. He's one of the hot waiver wire items um, for week eight as well. If you didn't see our article, better head over to the fantasyfinance.com and check that article out. He might still be on waivers because he was still on waivers in a couple of leagues that I was in and I scooped him up. I was like, well, what do I got to lose? Now let's move on to the tight end. <laughs> let's move on to the tight end position. Um, I got Jonu Smith versus the Bengals. Um, I like this matchup. 
Um, this could be a game where John Smith bounces back. Um, he hasn't been good the last couple of weeks, but he has still been seeing consistent target share. Uh, and the Bengals kind of stink against tight ends. They've given up the third most yards uh, to opposing tight ends, and they're averaging the second most um, fantasy points to tight ends at this point at 13, 13 fantasy points per game. So I look for John Lou Smith to bounce back. He's definitely a big part of what the Titans like to do in the passing game. Um, and he's like one of the – I think he's like a top five tight end so far this season. So, yeah, I'm rolling with John Lou. And then for my second tight end, I'm rolling with Gronk, man. Gronk has been balling the last couple of weeks. He played against the Giants. Um, well, they're playing against the Giants in week eight. And last week he was cooking. He had eight targets, five catches, um, 62 yards, I believe, in a touchdown. Or set, I think he cracked 70. But he, either way, those are still good numbers. Um, James Bradbury is probably going to see a lot of, well, Mike Evans is going to see a lot of James Bradbury. Um, and with Chris Godwin out, those targets should trickle down as well. You're probably looking at Scotty Miller being involved somewhat and uh, Rob Gronkowski. Now, the Giants are pretty solid against um, tight ends. They're giving up about 6.2 fantasy points per game. But I think volume and the fact that Brady is kind of hot right now um, will offset that. So I'm looking for Gronk to have a pretty solid game, maybe gets into the end zone. But I think he's going to get those targets with Chris Godwin being out. Mm, That's it, ladies and gentlemen. This is it for our show. Um, I just want to say thank you, per usual, for... Uh, listening to the Fantasy's Finest podcast. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Make sure you check us out, the articles on thefantasyfinest.com, and make sure you follow us on Twitter. We're on IG and Instagram. and um, I said IG and Instagram. They the same thing. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we're all on, all on there under the Fantasy's Finest. So thanks for listening. Make sure you check us out. Next week, we will have a Tuesday episode. Tuesday and Thursday, um, our normal drops so just be on the lookout for those make sure you subscribe and yo do us a favor share the podcast with your buddies man share the podcast with your friends your co-workers you know we just want to get this out there as much as possible so uh we appreciate if you're listening share 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 all right thank you guys that's enough we're gonna wrap it up y'all take it easy we'll see you on the next episode peace listening to the fantasy's finest podcast be sure to join the community on facebook and follow us on twitter too at the fantasy's finest see you next episode